Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Living Well with Janet, where we explore what it means to live well. I'm your host, Janet, a yogi, meditator, plant-forward eater, and all-around wellness enthusiast. I'm also a second-generation Asian-American woman, an experimenter, and a deep thinker. Join me in my conversations and contemplations on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, and environmental aspects of living well. Have you ever had a situation that seemed catastrophic in the moment? Like when you think back to it as a memory, you can feel it in your body. Whether it was wide-eyed panic, stomach-sinking disbelief, or rising anger fuming through your nose and exiting your mouth in expletives. Well, I had a pretty unfortunate experience recently. And while there was a time when I would have reacted in one of the ways I just described, I actually found myself in a surprisingly positive mindset. So in this episode, I'd like to share with you what happened, how I reacted, and why I think it is that I was able to react this way. But before we get into that story, I want to share a short story, or I guess tale, uh, or proverb you could call it, that I've been thinking about recently. It's the tale of two wolves, and it's about how inside every person, there are two wolves always fighting each other. One wolf represents anger, envy, sorrow, regret, self-pity, greed, arrogance, and ego. The other wolf represents joy, hope, humility, kindness, compassion, serenity, and generosity. And the one that wins the fight is the one that you feed most. So I'd like to ask you, Which wolf inside of you have you been feeding recently? Basically, the moral of the story is that you have agency and control over your perspective in life. You can choose to feed into a negative point of view, or you can choose to feed into a positive point of view. And while it might seem that the obvious wolf I championed for us to feed is the one representing joy, hope, and love, there was, in fact, a period in my life when I fed that negative wolf a lot like almost exclusively, while pretty much starving the positive wolf, mostly because I just wasn't aware that it existed. During this time in my life, my thinking was often negative. I was filled with a lot of bitterness, annoyance, uh, blame on other people, as well as myself. And it wasn't really even that obvious to other people, but my inner dialogue, oh man, it it was pretty gross. 
And recently, when I had this unfortunate experience that I'm about to share, I realized that had this happened to me years ago, when I was feeding that negative wolf, I probably would have had a meltdown. But to my own surprise, the way I reacted made me realize how much I've actually been feeding the positive wolf in the past many years for it to come out to the forefront in an emergency situation. So here goes my story. It was a Sunday afternoon, and I decided that I wanted to visit a coffee shop over in the Arts District in downtown Los Angeles to get some work done. The Arts District in downtown LA is one of my favorite neighborhoods in LA, and I have walked and parked along those streets so many times in the last decade. So this particular Sunday, when I drove around those very same streets for the umpteenth time looking for a parking spot, I really did not think twice when I spotted an opening on a small side street that was right near the intersection of a pretty main residential street, basically in plain open sight to the public. I remember looking at the car in front of me, staring at the Mini Coupe logo as I pulled into the spot behind it, adjusting my car to parallel park. I turned off my engine, grabbed my backpack, opened the door, closed the door, locked the door, and proceeded to cross the street. And if you've been around the Arts District in downtown LA, you know that there are a bunch of posters and art all over the building walls, which is one of the reasons why I love it so much, because it's so vibrant and colorful and filled with character. And there was this one poster that caught my eye. So I took out my phone to take a picture of it. And then I continued on my walk to the coffee shop. Three hours go by. I wrap up my work. In the best of moods, I'm feeling energized from the matcha I had accomplished from the work that I got done, and overall just in a really happy state of mind from being in one of my favorite neighborhoods in LA. As I cross the street and round the corner to the side that I parked on, I continue down the block and I start to slow down and realize, huh, I think I've gone too far. I must have passed my car. So I turn around and I walk back. But as I'm walking and approaching the beginning of the block again, I don't see my car. Thinking that I must be missing something, I walk back down again. But this time, I go even further down than I did the first time, starting to feel in my gut, hmm, I don't think I parked this far. This is the moment that the thought just begins to enter my mind. Did someone take my car? No, no, it can't be. It's broad daylight. There are so many cars parked on the street. We are so close to a bunch of main stores and residential buildings. And as I'm walking back, I'm even thinking, There isn't even an empty spot for a missing car on the street. So I walk back again, still looking for my car. And at this point, I'm thinking, wait, did I park on another street? And I'm just misremembering? Because all the times that I've come to this neighborhood and I circled around for parking, how dumb would I feel if I claim that someone stole my car and it turns out that I actually parked a couple streets over and I just forgot? So I walk back down the block again. But this time, huh. I remember that I took a photo of that poster that was across the street from where I parked my car. So I pulled out my phone and I looked at the picture across the street and I look at the wall in front of me. Confirmed, it's the same poster. I look back down on my phone and I look at the GPS locator. Yep, this is definitely the street that I parked on. So I turn around and I cross back over to the side where my car should be. And then my eye catches the Mini Coupe logo. And suddenly I remember Oh my gosh, this is the car that I parked behind. I remember staring at this logo when I, when I pulled in. But as my eyeline catches that Mini Coupe logo and starts to scan towards the car behind it, because there's definitely a car behind it, I realize this is not my car. And at this point, I am 
not only convinced that someone's taken my car, but I am in shock because not only has my car been stolen, but it's been gone for long enough for another car to come and park in its spot. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. As it turns out, someone, or maybe multiple people, I still don't know, did steal my car. And the police did end up finding it a few days later, not too far from where I had parked, and brought it to the tow yard. By the time I got to take a look at it, there were not many obvious things on the external that were wrong with it. They basically damaged the mechanical parts and the engine no longer started. They also rifled through some of my things, but luckily I didn't have anything of high value in the car. But yes, I went through the process of going to evaluate it in the tow yard, talking to my insurance people, filing a claim, and getting a rental car for the next month. Now, there was a time in my life when I would have freaked out when this happened. Like, I probably would have been a huge ball of frustration, crying out of disbelief, being angry at the world, hating people, and also angry at myself. I would have thought things like, how could I be so stupid? I must have been careless. I must have done something wrong for this to happen to me. But you know what? Instead, I found myself, firstly, talking myself down and soothing myself. I was like, Janet, it's okay. It's broad daylight. You have a phone. You're in a familiar neighborhood. You're safe. And then once I was able to do that, I started to be able to focus on how to solve this problem and breaking it down into steps. I thought, you know, the first thing I got to do is get to a police station. And I knew this because even though I've never had my car stolen before, I have had more minor thefts. I've had my window broken into and things stolen from the car, being in downtown LA and also living in San Francisco and main cities, things like this happen. But just to double check, I also Googled what to do when your car is stolen. And I got an overview of steps and got confirmation that, you know, I should go to the police department and I should talk to my insurance. I still didn't know all of the step-by-step things, but I had a general idea. Now, there was a time when I was feeding that old, negative, dreadful, angry, and sad wolf that I would have been like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the police department. Where's the police department? Oh, okay, let me look it up. How do I get there? I don't have a car now. But The new Janet, who has been feeding the positive wolf, I've actually found myself thinking, huh, you know what? The police station is within walking distance. I'm in this neighborhood where I'm familiar. I've not been to this police station before, but I can look it up on my Google Maps. It's like a 10, 15 minute walk. It's still broad daylight. So 
this is actually a good situation. How lucky am I that this theft happened within walking distance to a police station? Secondly, the old me might have thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do for the rest of this week? I don't have a car. I mean, how am I going to get around now? I would have felt so stressed out about not having my vehicle around to run errands to do things. But the Janet who has been feeding that positive wolf was able to remain calm enough to look at my calendar and realize that for the following week, I didn't really have to be anywhere super far away. And any of the places that I needed to be, I could just lift or Uber there very easily. The other thing that happens when your car is stolen is you have to go through all of these different people. You got to talk to police departments, file a police report. You have to call your insurance company, file the claim. If your car is found, you have to go to the tow yard and evaluate it. Then you probably have to get a rental car for some period of time. And then you got to think about the next steps of how you're going to replace this permanent problem of now not having a car. And while the old me would have felt really frustrated and probably have gotten into not screaming matches, but I definitely would have thrown moodiness or attitude at a bunch of these people that I'm interacting with, whether it's the police department or the insurance person or the guy at the tow yard, I would have found myself likely throwing attitude in one of those situations. But this time I just kind of accepted, you know, it is what it is. This is what's happening to me. These people They don't owe me anything in helping me with my case. I'm probably one of hundreds of other cases that they're dealing with. So with that mindset, I try to just be really grateful and really kind and really polite and make their job as easy as possible. And I found that that actually meant that I had really positive interactions with all of the individuals. In fact, the policemen were really helpful with letting me know, hey, Generally speaking, these are the steps you go through. Make sure that your car wasn't just automatically towed. Here's the number to call. If they don't have your car, most likely it has been stolen. Then you need to go to this location to file a report. And once you file your report, then you got to call your insurance. And even the guy at the tow yard, when I went to go evaluate my vehicle and look at it, he asked me, oh, what kind of car do you have? And once I told him, he said, oh, you know what? There have been a string of auto thefts. If you have these types of cars in this type of year, it has been a thing. And so that made me kind of realize, okay, maybe it's not just me. It wasn't just that I was careless and that my car was stolen because I did something wrong. There's actually been a pattern of outside factors that maybe were not in my control. As a forewarning to anyone, if you drive a Hyundai or a Kia 2017 or earlier, Don't leave your car out in Los Angeles without some sort of alarm system. Although I did have an alarm system, so I would say maybe leave it in parking structures. But anyway, because I was also in a more calm and collected state and I was able to reciprocate the friendliness that the guy at the tow yard was giving off to me, he let me know that, you know, if your car is stolen, here's what you got to do. Put your keys in the ignition. Let's see if it starts. Because if it doesn't, then you tell your insurance. And most of the time, that's going to be in your benefit because then it will be reported a total loss and they'll pay you out for the remaining value of the car and then you can get a new car. He even told me about how his daughter had her car stolen. When that happened, she told her dad, Dad, I think this is God's way of telling me that it's time for a new car. And him being able to offer just like a heartwarming relatability and his calmness and telling me, you know what, maybe this is a sign for you to get a new car. It was able to help me see like a positive out of what could have been otherwise a really negative situation. So now you're probably thinking, okay, Janet, that's great. You are able to make the switch from having these negative thoughts to seeing the positive points of view. But how did that happen? And when I think back to reflect on how I made that leap of thinking more about the pros of a situation than the cons, 
how I fed that positive wolf over the angry, dreadful, negative wolf, I'm reminded of a CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy exercise that my therapist had me do when I was seeing her regularly many years ago. We called it the thought tracker. The point is to develop an awareness of your thinking patterns and to actively change your thinking patterns so that they serve you better. So the next time that you have a negative feeling or experience, here's an exercise you can do. Write down the following. First of all, where were you? What was the location? What were you doing? Who were you with? Just kind of describe the situation. Next, think about what was the emotion or feeling that you were experiencing. If you could describe it in just like a word. Maybe was it angry? Was it sad? Was it scared? You can even rate it on a scale from 0 to 100. 0 being not that memorable, 100 being really intense. And then write down what the negative automatic thought was. What were the thoughts that were going through your mind? What memory or images were coming to you during this experience? Next, write evidence that supports those thoughts. What facts and realities support the truthfulness of your thoughts or the image that you were having? Next, you want to write out and identify the evidence that does not support the thought. What experiences indicate that this thought that you are having is not completely true all of the time. Think to yourself, if my best friend had this thought, what would I tell them? Are there any small experiences which contradict this thought that you're having? Could you be jumping to conclusions? And then detail out an alternative thought. Write down a new thought which takes into account the evidence for and against the original thought. After that, write out the emotion or feeling that you have now thinking about this alternative thought. How do you feel about the situation now? And you can even once again rate it from a scale of 0 to 100, 0 being quite at peace and 100 being really intense. This was an exercise that she had me do repeatedly at least once a day for about a month or so. And I think that this, among other type of exercises, were able to help me become more aware of the way I was thinking to realize when I was having negative thoughts or thoughts that were causing negative emotions, and then to actively have a tool and a way to turn it around. So I'll leave a link to this form in the episode description. Hopefully it can be helpful for some of you out there so that you are on your journey to feeding that positive, radiant, happy wolf uh, instead of the angry, sad wolf. And I don't want to say that, you know, we need to feed the positive wolf all the time, 100%. I think that is not realistic. There definitely are going to be days, weeks, I mean, probably even months, you know, in our lives where we do feed that negative wolf. But more often than not, being able to feed that positive wolf is just really helpful to have a more enjoyable experience in life. And uh, I'm hoping that this thought tracker or this exercise can serve as a tool and um, some support and help for anyone out there who is looking to feed that positive wolf a little bit more. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you leave a wolf emoji in the comments of our IG post. And if you feel so inspired, you can also share some of your stories. I love hearing from all of you guys in the comments of our Instagram and also on Spotify. Once again, this is your host, Janet. I can also be found on Asian Boss Girl, the podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman, with my good friends, Helen and Mel, who are also hosting their own shows, which you can catch on the same feed, new episodes every Tuesday. You can follow ABG on Instagram at Asian Boss Girl, and me, Janet, at Janet W. That's Janet, the word double, and the letter U. 